Recording live from the Lucky Number 7 Lounge in the basement of Dine Drink Travel World Headquarters, this is Dine Drink Vegas, the podcast by and for everybody who is stuck at home but would rather be in the land of neon lights and bad decisions. I'm your host, John, a.k.a. The Baller on a Budget, and here in episode 15, we are raising the bar, that's right, as we approach the end of 2023, we're going to start giving you some of our favorite places in Vegas, and today that means we're going to talk about bars. But before we get to that and our drink of the day, it's time to welcome in the founder of Dine Drink Travel, the leader in the luxury lounge, the king of comps, the man who's always waiting for that limo to take him away to his resort. It's Bill. Come on in and say howdy, Bill. Hey, how are you, John? I am doing great, especially because I'm sipping this very classic Manhattan. So I enjoy what you did with your Manhattan. Um, mine came out a little different, but why don't we start by having you tell everybody what, how you assemble a classic Manhattan? So your, your classic Manhattan, which is what I did here, is two parts whiskey. I went with Redemption Rye. To one part vermouth. What vermouth did you have on hand? Uh, Vinsano, something like that. Yeah, and yeah. it's sweet vermouth, obviously. Now, you could you could blend sweet and dry vermouth for what they call a perfect Manhattan. We did not do that. We went with the sweet vermouth, no, which I is important. No, I always go with a, a sweeter red vermouth if I'm making a Manhattan. That's, that's what civilized yeah. people do. And then a dash of aromatic bitters. I opted for uh, Angostura's orange bitters because I like a little bit of that. All of that I stirred. I didn't shake. But then I strained it and served it up in a cocktail glass, which was also chilled and garnished with, instead of a Luxardo cherry, because that's not what was on hand in the basement of Dine Drink Travel World Headquarters, went with the Woodford Reserve cherry, which is delicious. Uh, It is delicious. And I ran out of Luxardo cherries like three or four days ago. Yeah, no, I don't think we have any fall off in the cherry game. So that is a pretty much by the book classic Manhattan that I've made. You kind of took a different spin on yours. I did. Now, Manhattan is something that any self-respecting bartender needs to have a recipe for. Part of my challenge with the Manhattan is that my favorite drink is an old-fashioned. So I start essentially all drinks from an old-fashioned base. Um, And the difference here, and I'll describe exactly what I did in a second, but the difference here is I didn't use a sugar cube like I would use in an old-fashioned. What I did use is um, an ounce of the sweet red vermouth, the Vinsano or whatever, and it worked out just fantastically. So what I did for my whiskey is your fault. The liquor store nearest my house has Old Grandad bottled and bond, or Old Grandad bonded, whatever, and it's for like 23 bucks, something like that, which... In the liquor stores here where we live in the barren wastelands of western Texas charge too much. So if you can find a bottle of whiskey that you like for twenty three bucks, you jump all over that. This is all one day, you re- every day. Yes. Yeah, no, this is one you recommend it. So it's not that it's a high end whiskey. By mixing it with other stuff, I don't want a high end whiskey. And y'all, as old granddad bonded is the king of the bottom shelf and that's i'm plagiarizing john here but he's not wrong no yeah and so this goes back into the whole baller on a budget idea i am a gigantic fan of basil hayden but if you've ever wondered who basil hayden is he is the old granddad on the bottle of old granddad that's who he is in the beam family and the old granddad bottlings are the same grain bill as basil hayden now 
Basil Hayden products are, are aged longer and blended to a smoother profile, so they don't taste exactly the same. You're not going to get a $23 bottle that tastes like the $65 bottle. But that may be why I've never been a huge Basil Hayden fan. And don't get me wrong, I've always enjoyed it. I've always thought yeah. it was lovely whiskey, but I've always been aware of what I paid for it. And I'm like, it's not as good is what I paid. This is way better than what I paid. But yeah, yeah I, I did three ounces of, of Old Grandad bottled and bond. So a double shot, right? And then a one ounce of the Sweet Red Vermouth. So I did a three to one ratio, had some orange bitters, some Angostura bitters, and a couple of the cherries. And this is just absolutely phenomenal. It is an amazing way to start my Sunday afternoon, it will have me ready to go later on when we watch your Cowboys lose. And I watch you <sighs> watch your Cowboys lose. Oh, my goodness. No, I don't. You know what? Not, it's okay. We're okay. not going to talk about my Aggies and what they did yesterday. Yeah. Y'all, the short version is I am. we both watch both college and pro football. John's particular football allegiance is to the Dallas Cowboys. My particular football allegiance is, bless my heart, to the Texas A&M Aggies. And if you have any amount of money, two cents, three cents, I don't care what it is, to contribute to the buyout Jimbo Fisher fund, then please do that. And uh, we'll, I'm going to say this, and then we're going to get off Texas football because nobody's listening for Texas football. I will say this. It is November 5th. Today's game is against the Eagles. And the pattern for my beloved Cowboys this year has been when they beat up on a team that is weak and easy to beat up on, and then the next week pay, play a good team. It tends to not go real well against the good team, that, that the Cowboys are the definition of mediocrity. They beat up on the basement dwellers, but they can't get over the top on on more elite teams i don't know that i really buy into philadelphia being truly elite but unfortunately i think they're probably a little better than my cowboys right now and hopefully i'm wrong but yeah i'm not so sure anyway i will make a second one of our drink of the day before we watch that game yeah so let's go from things that are going to make me drink to some of our favorite places in vegas to drink now we we've done this uh, not as a my favorite bar and Bill's favorite bar or even a top five. We've thought about this with categories because Vegas has so many watering holes. And what, what the best bar for any situation is depends on the situation. So, with so that and said, I Bill, apologize for cutting you off, but I think I think that is a hugely important point, y'all. It's not you're not just going to Vegas for a drink. Because if you wanted a drink, save yourself a plane flight and stay at home, right? It depends on if you're asking for the place to go, you've got to think through what it is you want. Right. So just depending on the mood you're in when you happen to be in town and planning your trip out, let's think about some different categories. And Bill, we're going to start with high-end drinks when you really want that elite cocktail. Where are you headed? So it is a very small space, and this is absolutely not a place that you go with a group of 10. But the bar at Le Cirque is just phenomenal. Um, I actually had a little bit of a disappointing experience the last time I ate there, but the bar is amazing. They've got any whiskey you want. The bartender is abs- are, is always world-class. Um, it is a friendly place. If you've ever dined there before, there's an excellent chance they will remember you. So it's a high-end atmosphere. It is not cheap. This is not a place where you go because you're like, I want a PBR and I've got $3. That, that, no, no. Although we'll get to that in a minute. We will get to that. And that is an absolutely an essential part of the Vegas drinking experience. But for high-end drinks, Le Cirque makes excellent cocktails. They put a lot of art into it and it's in a pretty setting. I will go to Le Cirque every time. So uh, for me, and again, this is keeping me with my theme of being a baller on a budget. I think my favorite place for high-end drinks, it's not a high-end place, but they the cocktails are <clears throat> as good as anybody's 
would be Oak and Ivy and Container Park. Now, excuse me. No, I will actually cut into this while you handle that. Folks, John's not wrong. Oak and Ivy is a lovely bar. Le Cirque is in the Bellagio, um, and it's it's great. Oak and Ivy is at the far end of the Fremont Street experience, a little bit past it, El Cortez. So take it away, John. Yeah, and, and the thing about Oak and Ivy is we know what prices have done on the Strip over the last few years. The Strip has some phenomenal high-end bars, but you're going to pay through the nose. It's getting to where $20 a drink is becoming standard on the Strip. So if you want something made with premium ingredients or a complicated recipe, you start getting into $30 and up a drink in a hurry. So unless you live several tax brackets north of me, that's not a thing you can afford to do a lot of. Oak and Ivy has the same high-end spirits, complex recipes, extremely talented bartenders, at a price that will not make you hate yourself. So it's a great way when you want some luxury, but you don't want to go broke getting it. It's it's easily the choice. Yeah, no. So I, I see your point, and I will actually spot you that the cocktails at Oak and Ivy are as good as the cocktails at Le Cirque. It's just, it's, it is a very different atmosphere. And when Absolutely. I'm thinking high-end drinks, I'm also thinking high-end atmosphere. But I think every single time you said, Bill, we're going to Oak and Ivy, get in the truck, I've said, yes, sir. Yeah, off we go. All right, well, let's think about entertainment. And uh, since I ended downtown, let's let you start downtown. So for if I'm going to a bar for an entertainment experience, I don't actually have a specific bar in mind. If y'all have ever walked up and down the Fremont Street experience, you'll notice lots of the hotels have an outdoor-facing bar. If I want a bar with entertainment, I go and I pick up a beer or a whatever I'm having um, out of one of the outdoor-facing bars on the Fremont Street experience, and I just watch Vegas pass me by. Now, sometimes there will be an actual concert or something going on. So great, right? Like there will be great entertainment there, but if there's not... There will be a dude who's made regrettable choices. And I don't know, it's kind of fun to watch for a while. I enjoy the human milieu. It's way more fun to watch that guy than be that guy. And we've done both. Um, Yeah. And and there's no reason to specify a bar because they're all very similar. Yeah. They've all got the same stuff. You've got the big beers. You've got the frozen, uh, frozen drinks in a yard size glass. And you've got your normal selection of, of standard spirits that'll get you through yeah, y'all if y'all are at one of those bars on the fremont street experience please don't ask them for a complicated cocktail that's not what they that do. no that's that is not their thing uh my favorite free entertainment is the bar at times square inside new york new york it's where the dueling pianos are uh you uh if you want to sit inside the bar when dueling pianos are going on it is a cover charge depending on whether you want to stand or whether you want to seat but it's an affordable cover charge i do recommend getting reservations also sometimes towards the end of the show like after midnight because the show runs till 2 a.m you can sometimes find an open seat on the exterior bar and catch the show without paying a cover you can't count on that but uh, I've done it both ways. And sometimes when you think you're done with your night and you happen to be going by and one more drink sounds good and there's a spot at that bar, I found myself sitting down for one and staying until they shut it down. It's a lot of fun. That place is phenomenal. And as with essentially our entire list here, even where you and I saw it differently for our favorite choice, which is almost all of these categories, I, you've got a point. Right, like yeah. that's a lovely place. No, I don't think either of us have any bad spots on here. So uh, let's get into this. Is way more your area of expertise than mine. 
Uh, under cigar bars, I put down Casa Fuente because really I don't have the experience you do with them. And I enjoyed my trip there, but you are much more uh, prepared for this. So what about you? So Casa Fuente is lovely, particularly if what you want is a rum drink, because that's what they do there. It is There are multiple cigar bars inside Caesars. It is one upstairs in the, or in the forum shops right before you get to the escalators. Um, Casa Fuente is phenomenal, particularly for rum drinks. However, and gosh, y'all, this was so hard for me because this was the toughest category for me to pick. But my favorite one is the Eight Cigar Lounge inside Resorts World. They've got, so I saw, I think the funniest thing I've ever seen happen in Vegas happened inside the Eight um, Cigar Lounge. There was some dude who was clearly trying to impress his date. I don't know how old this guy was, but he, he it was less than 25. I'm sure he was of legal drinking age, but not by much. He was trying to impress his date by you know showing how much he knew about cigars so they took him into the humidor room at the eight cigar lounge. He's like, what do you have? What the best thing? And how much does that cost? And whatever the price of that cigar was, it was like $2,000. He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And you could see him keep talking down, talking down. And he didn't know what he was ta- talking about. It was a, a funny experience, but set that aside. Eight cigar lounge has both indoor and outdoor space. They do a good job with both rum and whiskey drinks. If you go into the outdoor space and it's summer, they've got the misters. If you go into the outdoor space and it's winter, those misters quickly become space heaters. Um, they've got a snack menu. They've got TVs up, so if you want to keep up with a game, you can, but it's not a, play, a place I would go specifically to watch a game. It's just they've got a lovely cigar um, selection. The prices tend to be pretty reasonable, and they probably have the most comprehensive bar of any of the cigar bars that I've been to in Vegas. Well, I'm going to trust your judgment on that, and I'm willing to give that a go. So let's talk about bars with a view and we don't mean people watching we have a separate category for that we don't mean sports because we talked about the best places to watch sports in a previous episode but just a place to watch vegas itself so i'm gonna surprise you on this one because my top bar with a view is very much a baller on a budget pick but my top bar with a view is the top of binions which isn't I mean, it's not originally designed to be a bar. It is a steakhouse that has a bar attached. But I've been up there, and I can't remember if it was you or with one of my other friends. To be fair, there were drinks involved, right? Yeah, I was last guy's trip. No, the last downtown trip, you and I hit that place up. All right, cool. Yeah, it was you. So you know what I'm talking about here. Oh, yeah. Nice spot. The bar's actually pretty good. They've got some some lovely cognacs, the RD cognacs, hearty in English cognacs that I enjoy. They've got a, a perfectly decent selection of whiskey. The bartenders aren't the very best bartenders in the world, but they're fine with a good selection of stuff. But critically, the prices aren't unreasonable. And while it's not as much of a view of the Strip, it's a, a, a gorgeous view of Las Vegas from up there. So I enjoy that. Now, if you're on the Strip, my favorite uh, place with a view is Skyfall down at the Mandalay Bay. Actually, it's on top of the Delano building, but whatever, it's all one complex. So I enjoy both of those places very much. And I've got videos of both of those places up on the YouTube channel. And I believe you also have one for my pick, which is the Legacy Club, which is, hey, sometimes you want the baller and you're willing to, to, to not worry about the budget. I love the Legacy Club. The view from up there on top of Circa is phenomenal. No, it is not a cheap place to drink, but if you've been saving money by you know some of our other options you can afford it and it is definitely worth it so here's what i'm surprised by john both your top choice and my top choice weren't on the strip both of our top choices 
we're downtown and there are some fantastic um cigar bars on the top uh, or bars on top of hotels in um on the strip i'm kind of surprised we both picked downtown for our very favorite yeah and i struggled with i thought about the cocktail carts on the uh high roller at the link i think downtown that may be my favorite view because it changes throughout the entire 30 minutes uh but there you know that can be harder to access they only have a few of those cocktail carts on the entire ferris wheel but uh you know i thought about that one uh, also, I guess I'm just a downtown badly. guy. It went badly for our whole group. The last time you and me and our buddy Mike were there with our wives, you know, that was not my very favorite. Uh, actually, the next morning was not my very favorite morning. I'd say I had Vegas. a perfectly lovely time. The The consequences afterward were unpleasant, but the, the ride itself was great. All right, and, well, it, and you went to the light, so it yeah, was fine. Yeah. So let's go on to people watching. Uh, and, and neither of us picked downtown, although we both like watching people downtown. So, Bill, what did you go with? So I picked a place which was almost my favorite cigar bar, but Davidoff on the North Strip, outside of the fashion show or fashion place or whatever it is, the mall. Um, So on one corner, you've got the mall, and this is where the Davidoff cigar bar or cigar lounge is. On the other corner, you've got the Wynn. On the other corner, you've got the Venetian Palazzo. And on the other corner, you've got the Treasure Island. And the reason that I go to that much length to describe it is there are a couple of places on the Strip which sell Davidoff cigars. Not talking about that. I'm talking about properly the Davidoff Cigar Lounge. It's amazing. I love that place. They've got really good drink specials. They don't have a huge humidor, but it's a really good humidor, and it's reasonably priced. They've got both indoor and outdoor spaces, but if you sit in the one on the outdoor space, you can just watch Las Vegas walk past, and it's a lot of fun at a reasonable price. Like, I got a Rhetoric 25-year-old bourbon for, I want to say it was like 40 50 bucks, and I get it. That's a, an expensive glass of bourbon. But it's way cheaper than that particular glass would have normally been on the Las Vegas Strip. So yeah, I love the Davidoff Cigar Bar on the North Las Vegas Strip. But what I want to do is just watch people walk by in Las Vegas. Yeah, and I'm going to go with Beer Park at Paris, the Budweiser Beer Park. Not my favorite beer bar. We'll get to beer bars in a little bit. But your dead center strip, uh, day or night, there are countless amounts of people going by. The costume characters, the street hustlers, tourists of every form imaginable. And, uh, you know, you catch a glimpse of the fountains, except right now where they have everything blocked for F1. But, um, but yeah, I think that is a really nice place on the strip to stop and watch people. So I see your point. The problem is that not all of the seats at Beer Park are directly on the strip, right? Like some of them are a little bit back, which makes it harder to do some of the people watching. Yeah, well, and that's table selection matters. But I think that that would be true of a lot of places as well. All right, well, let's go on to a cheap buzz. Uh, and I'll go first on this one. The downtown grand they have, it used to be three bucks or I think it's three fifty, maybe four bucks. They call it Joe's special at the main bar in the middle of the downtown grand. You get a pour of Evan Williams bourbon, which is not phenomenal bourbon, but there is nothing wrong with it. And a pour of PBR. So for under four bucks, you get two beverages. It is a heck of a way to jumpstart your day. You can also go grab a hot dog and a PBR for, I think, $2 or $2.50 if you want a really cheap lunch in, in there. And the Downtown Grand is on my list of a place I want to spend more time in because there there's definitely a lot going on under that roof. Bill, what'd you pick? So I've been in the Downtown Grand before, and I it, there were a lot of, but only briefly, there were some places that I looked it looked like I wanted to drink. So I need to check out yours. 
Um, before I get to what bar I would go to for a cheap buzz, y'all, I've got to give a plug for what we've talked about. This is episode 15. So in like 18 of the previous 15 episodes, I've talked about please buy drinks for your room because that's a way better way to get a cheap buzz. But if you're going to a bar, I would go to the Chicago Brewing Company in the Four Queens on the Fremont Street Experience. It's a lovely space. Um, again, not super high-end cocktails, but they'll do a decent job. They've got a lot of great beers. You have a few cigars, but it's a pleasant space. It doesn't cost a whole lot of money, and you're a little bit off of the craziness of Fremont Street because you've got to go fairly deep into the Four Queens um, to get to it. So yeah, I would go to the Chicago Brewing Company. Yeah, and I'm going to piggyback off that to go to our next category, which I uh, you didn't answer because you don't do video poker. Best places to uh, play video poker at the bar. Uh, Chicago Brewing at the Four Queens is definitely on my list. We had a ball there. Uh, there's better odds that they're down stairs bar at the four queens uh there's a lot of good places to drink and play video poker downtown i think my absolute favorite though is the sand dollar lounge at the plaza it's loud in there especially if they have a band going they're an honorable mention for entertainment uh but the video poker odds are pretty good the bar is well run and they also have a beer vending machine and a moet champagne vending machine so it's kind of a fun place to catch a little video poker all right, so let's circle back because beers come up a lot. Uh, your favorite beer bar. So my favorite beer bar is one you mentioned in another category. And y'all, I, I need to preface this by saying I don't drink a huge amount of beer. I'm fundamentally a whiskey and vodka guy with occasionally a sous-son of wine. Um, I don't drink a lot of beer but I've got two spaces. One, Beer Park, I think is phenomenal. They've got a great choice. It's the last place in the United States I was able to find Montejo, which is my favorite beer. I drank all the beer in Mex- the Montejo in Mexico when I lived there from 2004 to 2006. It's become increasingly hard to find in the U.S. But I like Beer Park because they've got several beers I like, including my favorite one. The other beer bar that I like I don't even know the name of the place, but there's this one little building in front of TI, in front of Treasure Island, right as you get onto the strip, that sells all of the kinds of beers. I know they have Modelo. I know they have lots of other things, but that little hole-in-the-wall spot is fantastic, particularly if what you want is a walking-around beer. How about you? So I went with with, with BrewDog's Tap Room down on the south end of the strip, uh, across from uh, Park MGM, next door to MGM Grand. Uh, really phenomenal beer. The thing with Beer Park, I love the space. That's owned by InBev, uh, which is a big global brewing company that owns Budweiser's and nine uh, million other beers. They do a good job of bringing in well-known beer from around the world because they own all those distiller, all those breweries. Uh-huh. And so, you know, they have... Mexican beer and all of that, but most of what they gravitate towards is lagers. Uh, I'm a little more adventurous in my beer drinking. Brewdog, uh, they make world class beers and they make a wide range of styles. Uh, really good place, by the way. The food there is not bad. They have a rooftop lounge. When my wife and I went, it was 80 million degrees, so we didn't feel the need to go to the roof. Uh, but just a really, really, really cool space. Let's move from beer to wine. I, I thought it was weird you didn't put one because. You already listed my honorable mention for this. So um, for wine bars, y'all, I drink wine, but wine is a thing I drink under one of two conditions. Either one, I'm having a drink with my wife because she likes wine. I want her to like me. Therefore, I drink wine with my wife. 
I drink a lot of wine with dinner, particularly at high-end restaurants. So I, I drink a fair bit of wine, but I almost never just go to a wine bar. No, and I get that. But if somebody was looking for guaranteed, they've got a wine that's going to knock your socks off. I would think that Le Cirque or Partage or any good French restaurant okay. that also has a bar would be the go-to. So it's okay. not what I picked. So if you're going to but... force me to pick something in a wine bar category, I would say Le Cove up in the wind or Le Cave, if if you're pronouncing English. But yeah. Le Cove has a pretty nice wine selection. They've got a lot of tapas. It's an atmosphere I enjoy. So if you're going to force me to pick a wine bar selection, that's what I'd pick. But I just, y'all, I don't I don't go to a bar for wine. No, and I get that. But I'm going to go with Ben 702 and Container Park. So once again, this is the budget part of the baller on a budget coming out. It's a lovely space. They have chartreuterie. They have little sandwiches. It, it's beautiful, it's cute, but it's not stuffy. It's a place I love to take my wife because she feels like she's getting a treat, but I'm not going broke. And don't get me wrong, I spend a lot of money on my wife, but I would rather buy her a $50 chartreuterie and wine lunch and then go get her something nice from Tiffany's then drop $500 to get some French wine somewhere. So Fair. Uh, I think that's a good place if you're just looking for wine and maybe some chartreuterie on a budget and you're downtown, it's a good spot. Excellent. So um, we've talked about individual bars before, but you and I both both had college experiences, which suggested going to more than one bar in an evening. What about pub crawls, John? So there's a, a million different ways to do pub crawls in Vegas. My absolute favorite, uh, again, not just from a budget, but because it's a good experience. But if you go to Groupon, they have the downtown pub crawl uh, and they... You know, you get this app that you download and there's five bars you stop at and you get a card for every bar and it makes a poker hand and the night's winners get prizes, including passes to stadium swimmer, that sort of thing. And downtown, they take you to two bars inside of Circa, then over to Bar Prohibition at the Golden Gate, which is a phenomenal place to get high quality whiskey cocktails without going broke. And then you head over and you go to Long Bar at the D and then you end upstairs at Bar Canada. Bar Canada is kind of a sleeper pick. It's a great place to watch sports. They also carry some Canadian beers, including my one of my one of my favorite beers, La Fin du Monde, uh, by Unibrew out of Canada. So that pub crawl, I think you can very often get tickets depending on what kind of sale Groupon has going anywhere from $35 to $55. And y'all to get five drinks, even if they were running $75 a ticket, five drinks for 75 bucks in Vegas would not be bad. That includes tips. Now, I tip on top of that, right? I don't count on that. I don't know how much they they give. So I'm not saying don't tip if you do the pub crawl. But that price includes taxes and gratuities. That's an all-in, out-the-door price. You ought to tip a little bit more above that, but still, it's a ton of fun. So this is the only category where you and I have the same answer in the same category, and I would do exactly the same thing. I would do the downtown pub crawl. Now, there are pub crawls available to nicer places or on the strip or whatever, but high-end drinking isn't why you're doing a pub crawl, no. right? Like, that's not the point. You're probably on a guy's trip or maybe a bachelorette party, whatever. I would absolutely do it. The other thing was they were pretty generous uh, at every bar we went to on that pub crawl with what they were willing to pour me. Yes. Now, I couldn't be like, please go into the pack and get me your 25-year-old shot of Pappy Van Winkle. They won't no. do that. No. 
But any standard, it wasn't bottom shelf either. Any standard cocktail they would do. And that's actually kind of how I got to know downtown. So I I think you're right, right? The pub crawl experience downtown is phenomenal. And I do like, I mean, if you read the frying print, it is going to tell you that it's supposed to be well liquor. But I think it's just the way Derek Stevens runs shop that, you know, if you come in and you've got a voucher for a drink at one of his bars, uh, unless you're a jerk, those bartenders don't seem to enforce that well only limited options only thing within reason they'll accommodate pretty much whatever you want at least that's been our experience because i've done this thing like three or four times now i know some of the other pub crawls they do enforce that fine print so far the Derek stevens properties have not and they've done right by us and 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 i gotta say out of all of the uh multi location casino companies I don't think anybody does bars better than Derek Stevens' three properties. MGM and Caesar certainly do not. Derek Stevens knows how to run a bar. I will I will spot you that one. That's fair. So we've talked about particular categories, but sometimes there's a bar that you just really enjoy that doesn't fit any particular category. Do you have an honorable mention, John? Yes, mine is is technically a distillery tour, Lost Spirits Distillery Tour. They, your ticket in there, you wander around that place. They've got vaudeville style acts going on. They've got uh, little rum samples that are built into your price of admission. They do have some cocktails you could buy. There's not a lot of drink selection. They kind of have what they have. I won't claim their rum is my favorite rum on earth. Some of their rums are better than others. None of them are world beaters, but it is a incredible amount of fun. And uh, it's a pretty good value for what you get for your money. So I can see that. I've never been there, but you've talked about it. Our friend Mike has talked about it. So and I Mike that. did not like it, but but Lori and I did. Mike and Melissa, not so much, but Lori and I loved it. You know, he may have just been going full ang- angry leprechaun that day. I have no idea. Well, and it was crowded when they went, and my wife and I went on a, on a Monday night when it was relatively slow. And that may be part of the secret is don't go on a Friday night when there's 80 million people in there. Absolutely. So my honorable mention spot is Skybar at the Waldorf Astoria. It's a great bar, and y'all, the views there are just stunning. Like, this place was very nearly my um, nomination for Place with a View, but Sky Bar has beautiful views. As cocktails on the Las Vegas Strip go, they weren't obscenely expensive. They were really, really expensive, right? It's just that as cocktails on the Las Vegas Strip go, they weren't obscenely expensive. They had some food, but also, y'all, I just, I, I love the Waldorf Astoria principally. Because I collect Hilton points, and um, I can quite frequently stay at the Waldorf for free. And if you can stay at the Waldorf for free, I don't know why you'd stay at any other place in Vegas. Great cocktails, amazing views, but prices which you can look at sideways to pretend that they're normal. You know what? I need to go back to Sky Bar at the Waldorf. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Well, that about does it for our bar coverage. So we're going to jump into news. And I've got the first story. Our first tour at Formula One, and Bill will have the second one. But uh, Fox 5 out of Vegas uh, posted a YouTube video showing that uh, initially, to keep people from getting a free view of the Formula One race, they were putting film on the glass at the sidewalks the covered walkways that go over the Las Vegas trip. Well, people were peeling the film back. So they have now put up plywood and roofs so that when you're walking around, you won't accidentally get a free view of this stupid race. That's just asinine. (sighs) Is is there a better word than asinine? I, yeah, everything formula one. Yeah. 
Yeah. Speaking of. So speaking of, one of the real challenges with Formula One is that um, there are going to be a whole lot of people in town. And because a lot of the audience for Formula One is international, you're going to have a whole lot of people in town who don't always understand American tipping customs. Um, Because in the United States, we tend to tip more than you would in, say, Europe or some other spots around the world. As a result of that, the cab companies and the rideshare companies like Uber and Lyft are having trouble finding enough drivers to work during the weekend of Formula One. So the Cab Drivers Association has announced a $15 surcharge for all trips on and off the strip during Formula One with all of that money going to the drivers They've had a lot of challenges. For one, with all the construction going on on the Strip right now, they don't have enough drivers in general. They particularly don't during that weekend because it's going to be crowded and busy and nobody really wants to do it. And you're going to have to go the long way around. So be prepared. If you're there during Formula One, there are going to be surcharges. The good news is those surcharges in general will be going to the drivers. The bad news is they're having to pay that because there aren't enough drivers available. And Y'all, I mean, tip your drivers like you would tip your bartenders. Just that's perhaps the economic system we use on such things is incorrect. Fine. I don't want to get into that argument, but I know that that's the income that they're counting on. Be good to the people who make your Vegas experience better. Well, and this makes sense. You know, Lyft and Uber already do this through surge charging. One of the things that the taxi companies in Vegas have done to assure clients, because I mean, you know, you know, there was a bad reputation there for a reason. You had drivers that would long haul people and that sort of thing. So now there's a lot of fixed rates, especially from the airport to the hotel and vice versa for the strip. And that I get that's a, that program's a great idea most of the time. But if you're a taxi driver and you know that your income is limited running somebody from the airport to the strip and vice versa. But now that trip is going to take two, three, four times as long as it used to because of Formula One. Yeah, there's got to be something to offset the loss to those drivers. So I, even though I'm not a fan of taxis in Vegas, I almost always do ride share because I, I, I've been long hauled by cab drivers and tourist destinations. I don't tend to trust them. I like ride share because I know when I get in there what I'm going to pay. Uh, this one, I'm not mad at the cab companies. Like the drivers need this, and I no. I, I and get the, it. the ride share companies have already announced their own variants of surge pricing. Right, which, it's gonna it's going to cost a lot and take a while. Right, which we knew going because they you know they always do that. That's already built in their, into their system. Okay, so hearkening back to the last episode, we talked on our Vegas do's and don'ts, and I do not want to make light of the story I'm about to share, but we talked about it is a bad idea to uh, to engage in seedy adult activities as a tourist in Vegas. Yeah, we're, uh, folks, we're not just talking on a moral plane right. here, although that absolutely exists. We're talking about on a bad for your immediate health yeah, plane. Yeah, for, for safety and well-being. I mean, we are like, we as Vegas goers go, I guess we're a little stuffy because neither one of us wants to do anything that would cause our wives to leave us. So we're not doing these kind of things. But an elderly gentleman, according to the New York Post, had brought up a... Uh, <clears throat> a professional entertainer to his hotel room and she had a previous criminal history and she physically assaulted this elderly man to the point that he needed to be hospitalized and had potentially life-threatening injuries and she stole six thousand dollars from his room so this is a cautionary tale by the way 
He wasn't at the Notel Motel. He wasn't at the Best Western. Y'all, he's at Caesars. So Who even keeps $6,000 in his room? Well, that's another thing. But uh, even at a property that is a well-established hotel with high-quality security, bad things can still happen to you. So please yeah. do not bring people you don't know to your room for... You know, Any reason. Yeah, and I'm not judging. I mean, we're not all going to Vegas to have a, 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 a spiritual cleanse, Bible study, and yoga session. But yeah, this this just is it's a really bad idea well, that you're gambling with. I and I think that may be the key takeaway. Of course you're there in Vegas to have a good time, and of course you're there to do things you wouldn't do as a part of your regular life. But y'all, there is a line out there somewhere, even in Vegas. Don't 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 cross it. Well, John, let's move on to something which is, instead of sad, at least a little bit funny as I read it. What's going on with the Mirage Volcano? So Paramount, according to Variety Magazine, Paramount is going to turn, the, the production company is going to turn that into Paramount Mountain. Now, if you've watched TV and movies, you know their little logo. It looks like a mountain. They're going to turn the volcano into the Paramount Mountain during the Super Bowl. Vital Vegas, Scott, is referring to this as a giant poop emoji on the strip, which I think is hilarious. I think in the list of abominations that are coming to Vegas for Formula One and the Super Bowl, this is the least offensive to me because we know that that volcano's days are numbered and it's not a big stretch to go from volcano to mountain, but I sort of get why he's making fun of it. Yeah. Um, certainly, I would have hired a better person for the art department on that one. Yeah. No kidding. And then finally, uh, today, we're going to cover that uh, the Miracle Mile Shops has put in a new 3D light show, Vital Vegas again. Scott says it's underwhelming. They're also going to update the rain show. But again, you know, these are not type, type, top flight attractions, but they're free. Bill, what are your thoughts on the Miracle Mile Shops? So I've been in there before, and honestly, it didn't impress me that much, but I don't go to Vegas to shop, and I've only convinced my wife to go to Vegas with me twice, and she's not a huge shopper anyway. So, um, I mean, yay, light show. Well, I will say this. The the Miracle Mile shops are also home. I mean, you're going to need something in Vegas. So if you, you know, need a better outfit for a night out or you need souvenirs, they got you. I'm gorgeous. I don't need a better outfit. They have an ABC shop in there. So if you need snacks for your room or a beverage, they got you. And some of the best affordable dining options on the Las Vegas Strip are inside that building. So to me, that is a huge baller on a budget move. Consider if you're staying mid-strip or even South Strip walkable to Miracle Mile, Consider having one or two meals a day inside the restaurants at Miracle Mile because that'll free up money for your big fancy meal. If you're going to hit the steakhouse, the French joint, the high-end buffet for one of your meals, those locations inside uh, Miracle Mile are a great place to save money and get a decent meal so you can afford that high-end meal later or earlier in the day. Then perhaps I have been amiss, John, and I will go check it out on my next trip whenever that gets to be. Well, since I just got a compliment from Bill, I am going to start the closing process before things change because you heard it. He said I got something right. We're going to take it. All right, Bill, where can everybody find our content across the interwebs? Please find us on YouTube at Dine Drink Vegas, and you can also find us on at Dine Drink Vegas on pretty much any social media platform. 
Okay, we are so glad you chose to listen today. In upcoming episodes, we're going to keep rattling through some of our favorite things in Vegas as we close out 2023. And then rolling into the new year, we'll start previewing our 2024 trips and uh, maybe even talk a little bit of sports ball about the Super Bowl. But until we get to episode 16 here in a few weeks, we're so glad you listened. If you enjoyed this, please share with a friend who also likes to travel because frankly, we could use the listeners. Thanks a lot and we will catch you next time.